You are listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. Today's sermon is True Word of Yah, Book of Jubilees. Abraham instructs his eight sons. Hmm. As always, in the description box of the podcast, you will find a link to the Lion's Terrace Ministry where you can read and study this information on your own because it's vital, as always. And so, this sermon is dear to my soul and not just my heart. The world needs to remember the truth. So we're going to begin the sermon with some educational information that Abba Yah has shown me about the dwelling places of the Ishmaelites and Keturah's sons. Who are these people, you may ask? Why? They are your brothers and sisters in Arabic countries whom the United States is telling you to ignore. The whole world is under a strong delusion cast by the serpent Gadriel, the only fallen angel on this earth. Do not listen to the rest of the world. All the other fallen angels, those are your planets. They're bound in heaven and the abyss. And and if you understood heaven, heaven has layers, by the way. And we haven't gotten to that for real, for real yet. But we will. God's been showing me that the Ishmaelites, the true Ishmaelites, walk among us as well. Same as Keturah's sons. And they are your Arabic ancestors. The ones being persecuted. And the whole world, again, is under social amnesia. God says when he destroyed the Tower of Babel and confounded the languages, that was when the world became the true, true ownership semi-transfer. Because God rules everything. Understand this. The semi-transfer of power took place at the Tower of Babel. Because God said, if you're going to try to enter heaven, then you're going to be cast back down to the ground. If you can't follow me and do my words, then you're going to be cast back to the ground. And then I'm going to try you over and over and over and over and over by fire until you understand The whole world is under judgment, for this is the final resurrection. We begin the sermon in the book of Jubilees, chapter 20, where it states, In the 42nd Jubilee, in the first year of the seventh week, Abraham called Ishmael and his twelve sons, and Isaac and his two sons, and the six sons of Keturah, excuse me, and their sons. And he commanded them that they should observe the way of the Lord, that they should work righteousness and love each his neighbor 
and act on this manner amongst all men, that they should each walk with regard to them as to do judgment and righteousness on the earth, that they should circumcise their sons according to the covenant which he had made with them, and not deviate to the right hand or to the left of the paths <clears throat> which the Lord had commanded us, and that we should keep ourselves from all fornication and uncleanness and renounce from among us all fornication and uncleanness. And if any woman or maid commit fornication amongst you, burn her with fire and let them not commit fornication with her after their eyes and their heart. And let them not to take themselves wives from amongst the daughters of Canaan, for the seed of Canaan will be rooted out of the land. And he told them of the judgment of the giants and the judgment of the Sodomites, how they had been judged on account of their wickedness and had died on account of their fornication and uncleanness and mutual corruption through fornication. So we're going to break this down and I'm going to build sermons from this one because there's a lot of information in this. But God did not want me to make it a part, for they are separate, standalone sermons. So we're going to look at more information in that. But as a testimony, because God called me to be a living, breathing testimony. If any maid commits fornication against you, burn her with fire. Now the Lord God said, I never burn my people first and foremost. Not literally. Because if you understand God's language, he talks in parables. He paraphrases. He talks like figuratively to get us to try to imagine what it would be like to really experience those things so that we would turn to him rather than the world. So during my recent trial by furnace, I experienced the aftershock of being burnt by fire. And I had the privilege of sitting eight days, which you will come to understand in a moment, in the sun, where I just ate it all up because now I have an amazing tan, and it's almost even, but little did I know that my boss loves me too, and so God had to test me and make sure that my walk was really with him and not this world, because I said in prior sermons, he gave me a flashback an entire month of a mini reel of Liz's life. And the final act was a real shocker. So I enjoyed my being burnt by fire. If you understand God at all, then you know he's an all-consuming fire. If you wrestle with principalities the way that I do, then spend more time in the sun and outside because Mother Earth 
Gaia, she heals us and God provides his light and shines it on us to burn out the uncleanliness from fornication. But sometimes that's beyond our control too, and we will learn that, okay? And that's why Sodom and Gomorrah had to be burnt because they were not learning their lesson. So we're going to break down um, the paragraphs um, by information. So this is not, you know, outlined verse by verse. This is outlined by important information that God showed me. So the first important information is this. In Jubilees, it states that Abraham had many sons. I've been wondering this entire time, I'm 37 years old, where the song Father Abraham had many sons, because all I ever heard about was two. I grew up Lutheran and was taught that song. However, we never covered anyone else but Isaac and Ishmael. But Ishmael was always painted badly, and I wondered what happened to Abraham's other sons. So now God answered that question for me because, again, when you seek God, you find God. When you ask God, you receive information. And when you knock on God's door and wake God up, because normally he's going to knock on your door first and wake you up, you're going to get to go in and see. <clears throat> and most of the time, you're not going to like the answer. Because most of the time, we're not following God's word. And it's like, how can we follow God's word if we don't know what God's word is? Because the serpent, Gabriel, and you guys need to keep remembering this, so I'm going to keep repeating it, blinded us. That's what the fall's all about. The social amnesia. We were blinded in the garden. The flood can't wipe an angel out. Only for real, for real, God. So Gabriel was still on the earth. Canaan. Remember Canaan? Canaan found Gadriel's tablets and the other angels, Semyaza and Azazel's watchers, the tablets of the watchers. You ever watch the movie Noah? You need to. That information in Noah is almost accurate to what God is showing us. Russell Crowe did an amazing job. And he's being persecuted in his acting career because he stood for God. And I had my own Hollywood experience. And believe me, it is rooted in the choreographers, the directors, and so on. So when I tell you this, again, this comes from a place of experience being tried in the furnace and coming out a phoenix. So, I grew up lied to, and I don't like being lied to. I grew up feeling like the world was just upside down, and God told me it was. For Abraham, 
has eight sons and many grandsons because it's not even named. The number eight in the Bible is a new beginning. It is a number of hope, new horizons, and bright future. It is connected with Jesus and his resurrection as he was resurrected on the eighth day after he was chosen to be the one who will be sacrificed for the sins of humanity. Brothers and sisters, we were told and rose again on the seventh day. Do the math. I beg you, do the math. That question has been sitting in your hearts and minds for as long as you've been in Sunday school and in your indoctrination camps. Do the math. The circumcision process for man was held on the eighth day. It is believed that it is symbolical circumcision of the heart through Christ and letting the Holy Spirit in. After this process, the people who are in Christ experience renovation, symbolical rebirth, and finding of God. The scriptures were composed by 40 different people. Number 40 is 5 times 8. In terms of Bible, 5 is God's grace. An eight has a meaning of new beginning. As a result, it is a God's, or it is God's grace that gives a person a second chance for new and happy life. And scriptures are meant to help a person find a way to a new beginning. I always felt like Job because everything had always been taken away from me. It was like I'd get 10 steps in the right direction only to go 100 steps backwards. I almost lost my daughters. My old my middle daughter, I don't talk about much because I don't want it to trigger her PTSD, but I got to as well. For whenever I learned she was molested and sodomized and after I moved to St. Louis the first time and God put me in the wilderness up here and he protected me very, 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 very much so from myself and from the wolves, I was able to connect with uh, Dr. Ugarte from Mercy. Um, she was or is still at the Edgewood program. Um, through Mercy in um, Creve Corps. I drove up here from Franklin County for about two months every day to make sure she got the treatment she needed. And she does not remember that. Whenever she had her doctor's appointments, I took her up here to Creve Corps to Dr. Ugarte. And I know that's where she got the love of video games from. Because that was one of Dr. Ugarte's calming therapy um, bonds and de-escalation techniques during group therapy. And a bonding skill. So Cassandra carried that with her. And I know it was Dr. Ugarte who... Um, taught her how to draw because that's where she really found herself. Now, mind you, I'm sitting and are standing because when I get nervous, I pace. I was standing at my mom's house 
with my daughter sitting on the couch one day, and I remember this as it was yesterday, and she's crying. And I told my mother, I said, look at her. She could not carry any more of this inside of her. She is dying. And I don't share this testimony. So there's some tears, but I'll dry them up because God says it's okay. So I looked and my mom and I said, I have to help her. That's not okay. I said, I just came from a place that I saw women who didn't get the help from being raped and beaten and sold as sex slaves. I said, you never helped me and I'm not going to be you. And we had a huge fight. And I said, Cassandra, I said, it's going to be okay because I got this. And so God got that for me, for her. And so it's important that we have to start seeking God. It's also important to remember the Lord God Almighty uses me. He reads and speaks and sends me messages through numbers, which never made sense to me because ask my daughters, I really hate math and algebra. I firmly believe that numbers and letters should never go together. Do you know how many times I had to take algebra in college? I would have done graduated back in 2016 if it wasn't for pre-algebra that I had to take once. Intro to algebra. Um, no, I started off in intro to algebra. I only took that once. Then I got into algebra too, and I had to take that like two or three times. And then... Oh my gosh, college algebra? Don't even get me started. I prayed for an at least a C. And I got my C. And my professor, who I had to take her class twice, because Miss Linda knew how to break it down to me because she was old school. And mind you, I am 32, 33 years old in a group of, you know, not children, but young adults, 18 to like 23. So I'm just like the oldest one in the class. And I'm like sitting up there talking back and forth to Miss Linda because it's the only way I can remember things. So he told me as I was typing this to you that those who know science equations and physics are chosen to use that knowledge of his language for good. Don't you know why Nikola Tesla was killed and why we have the Edison current and not Tesla's all-powerful current that would give us free electric? Do you not understand that? God wants you to know that the letters he uses to spell the words in English are actually symbols, and so are numbers and signs. 
Matthew 16 verse 3 says, And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. So this was my grandpa speaking to me because my grandpa was a sailor. Red at night, sailor's delight. Red in the morning, sailors take warning. And I never quite understood where that came from until this sermon. So I know my God has me, and I know my grandpa is one of my guides because that was confirmation for me. The Lord God Almighty, <clears throat> excuse me, the Lord God Almighty said that we need to discern the signs of the times. Understanding the word discern is vital because it means that you cannot dispute the days in which we are living in now. And that is what is recorded by John in Revelation, for we are in the book of Revelation. And what was seen in Enoch and other books that have yet to be revealed to me and put into context. But brothers and sisters, all in due time. And the Lord God Almighty says, make sure you start reading the book of Daniel and Ezekiel to put things into even better contact our context with Revelation for those of you who already have the sight and discernment. So what does discernment mean? It means that um, we can separate oneself in a hostile spirit to oppose, strive with, dispute, or contend to withdraw. Um, it means to make a decision to prefer to learn by discrimination. I've been discriminated against my whole life. My nickname in school was Big Bertha. And then the guy who called me that ended up working for my ex-in-laws, my girls' estranged grandparents for our towing company that we had. And he apologized. And so then my daughter... Um, would play softball and we actually, you know, played against them and won. So it was nice. And I was able to forgive him and move forward in my adult life. And me and Donald, you know, we cross paths. We say, hey, he has a beautiful family. You know, that's kid stuff. And that's what we need to teach our kids too. We need to teach our kids how to handle bullies according to God because we are supposed to forgive them. But we don't have to associate with them either. And that also, you know, comes from the lack of home training too. So if your child's a bully, you need to find a spiritual guide, okay? Because that's not okay. That does scar. If you haven't heard the sermon on the power of words, Dr. Masaru Emoto, look him up, please. So knowing that discernment means to judge or to withdraw or to oppose we can accurately say that we cannot dispute, we cannot oppose, and we cannot withdraw from what is happening in 2021. This, my brothers and sisters, again, is Revelation and the Last Resurrection.
My question to you comes from God. Are you ready to surrender? For discerning means to decide as well. And it is 11.59. Abraham commanded all his eight sons and their sons. Again, who is Abraham's sons? Ishmael, the firstborn, who had 12 sons. It wasn't Isaac who had all that tribal land and this and that. They dwelt in land that was not theirs. And now look at what is going on. It is a holy war for a reason. The entire purpose of the Book of Jubilees and Yasher that I've been reading to you is to get you to understand that. When Canaan, when Noah divided the land and took the portion of the Mediterranean Sea, that kicked off the entire spiritual occurrence of what is manifesting in reality now. Please understand that as well. Abraham's son is also Isaac, the lost children of Abraham. That is why Isaac only had two sons. Do your understanding of God's numbers. And then Abraham had a third wife. And mind you, the word of God cannot contradict itself. So when God says you have to be married, you have to be married. Now, whether or not you marry a hundred wives or three, God separated Abraham from Hagar for a reason. Because you're only supposed to have one. God said, I made man and wife, not wives, which is why King Solomon fell. So, next question. What did Abraham command all of his sons, eight of them, and his grandsons, unnumbered, to work righteousness? In Hebrew, righteousness means righteous, morally virtue which attracts prosperity and justice. And to read about righteousness, you can go to the true word of Yah, what is righteousness? A Roman chapter 10 study. Abraham commanded all eight of his sons and grandsons to love your neighbor. Matthew twenty two thirty nine states, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Strong's Greek 4149 means near or neighbor. It means nothing else. Neuter of a derivative of pilas, close by, as a noun, again, neighbor. So, brothers and sisters, this means you are supposed to love every person we come across in our lives, whether good or bad, whether or not we want to, and discern whether or not they are good for your energy. To read more about true word of Yah and attitudes, what does it mean to love your neighbor? Discerning fake friends on the ministry. And all of these have been written prior to this sermon. A lot of these are on the podcast. Abraham commanded all eight of his sons and his grandsons to act in this manner among men. So, brothers and sisters, not only did Moses tell us how to act, not only did Yahushua HaMashiach tell us how to act, and the, the apostles displayed it, guess what? The God of Abraham, our God, our Father, who taught Abraham how to read Hebrew, 
also taught Abraham how to act among men. God says in due time all will be revealed. That is why the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Ethiopian Orthodox Bible matter, and all the other apocryphal books that are being revealed and published right now. God has taught us how to behave towards each other. However, the world has lied to us. It's really Gadriel, the fallen angel, and taught us to hate, which is the serpent seed doctrine. God told Abraham to regard men as to do judgment. What does do judgment mean? Well, judgment can mean cause, which is judged, a tribunal, or a plea. Judge is Hebrew 1779, and it means a tribunal by implication, strife, judgment, or plea. Um, judgment can also mean in Hebrew, H1780, and it's Aramaic, by the way. And it corresponds to what I just read to you in the Hebrew H1779, which means judgment. And God said, look at Daniel, again, Daniel and Ezekiel have Aramaic and Arabic in it for a reason. Daniel 710 states, a fiery stream issued and came forth from him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment seat, or the judgment was set and the books were open. The judgment day is coming, brothers and sisters, where God is going to hold all unrighteous and unclean accountable. Due judgment is defined by Merriam-Webster as the ability to make considered decisions or to come to a sensible conclusion. In law, a judgment also spelled, here's the thing, when I looked up the word judgment, it is spelled J-U-D-J-M-E-N-T, and I didn't catch that at first in the Strong's Concordance, but it's also spelled that way in the law books. Brothers and sisters, again, if you study just the Bible, you're going to miss it. You have to put God into everything. And God is in our laws. It's up to us to pull that out. So in law, a judgment also spelled judgment with the D and an E, an extra E, is a decision of a court regarding the rights and liabilities of parties in a legal action or proceeding. Judgments also generally provide the court's explanation of why it has chosen to make a particular court order. So for more definitions on the meaning of judge, look at True Word of Yah, the many definitions of judge. Brothers and sisters, I have sat here and told you that I have had experience with the police. I was walking, <clears throat> excuse me, when I worked at Normandy Nursing Center, on Salerno off of St. Charles Rock Road back in 2011 and 12. I got robbed at gunpoint in the middle of the night because I was walking. And the only thing that guy took was my brand new purse that I paid $60 for, which was whatever, and my Bible. I had just gotten my med tech license 
and I was super excited and God had me go up to my job earlier that day, turn it in and have my boss make a copy of it. And so I went back home and I was on the bus at that time. So I lived in Baden off Riverview Circle, which is where I'll be at at the Save-A-Lot. Um, doing the phone things in the morning for free um, Wi-Fi, Internet, and um, cell service over in Baden off of Riverview Circle. Um, so don't forget that. But anyway, I stayed over in Baden, and I caught the bus, and I had told my boss a lie at that time because I was seeing this stupid douchebag whose family stole from me while I was sleeping, working 16 hours. And I still helped him. I enrolled him in college when Sanford Brown was still in uh, Hazelwood, him and his sister. They would ride my gas out all the time. So if I wanted to go anywhere, what little bit of money I did have, I would have to put in my car. And then they told me I had to get out of the south side from living with his one sister and moved over to Vanita Park um, with his other sister who was on crack. And I had no idea. But the three hours I got every day between going to my CMT classes and working 16 hours overnights and in the evenings and Miss Clara Mays if you ever hear this you were a light to me as well but Normandy Nursing Center was jacked up and those poor people I just want to make that better and I know it's under new management but man man I learned so much I learned so much I saw so much which is how I knew God was going to work out the prayers that I have been praying for my entire life. You see, I learned that my mom passed me through fire and sold me to a Ku Klux Klan member, the Grand Dragon himself, who has not one but two snake rooms in his home, boa constrictors, pythons. He was known as Snakey Sylvester Dietrich. So remember that name, too, because he molested his entire family, except for my stepdad, who had been born the um, with the kidney the size of a pea. And so he was in and out of Barnes Jewish Hospital his entire life. And that's where my aunt ended up having to go whenever she was sick and passing away. And so I spent a lot of time at Barnes, and God talked to me a lot at Barnes, and I sat and prayed and sat overnight, and I never tell this testimony either. So now, brothers and sisters, I'm with Palestinians, and I'm in love with a Palestinian, by the way, who has been able to display righteousness in the way God has said. Do you understand that message I read the other day about um, how... Um, to the Arabic people, how God's hand is on you, especially Palestine. God showed me that. That came from an angel named Gabriel. He just don't know me, you know. And I told him, and he said, thank you. But the point of that is, I got to see, live, and breathe what a good man is supposed to be. So therefore, God had work my sexual desires and urges out of me and heal that wound 
because I asked him to and I worked on breaking soul ties and generational curses and I worked for him and now he's finally answering my prayers but I had to go through the furnace to prove myself worthy and to come out even more refined as his diamond. So what does righteousness mean? Well, we already covered that. That's morals, values, and ethics. So to read more on morals, values, and ethics, you can read or listen to Attitudes of Yah. What is common sense? Morals, values, and ethics. You can go to society, the moral law given to Moses by Abba Yah, all found in Leviticus chapter 19. The Lord God Almighty commanded Moses all eight of his sons and his grandsons to circumcise the men. Circumcise in Hebrew is H4139 and it means circumcision. Since it says from H4135, we must look at the word for it is very, very important. As God always hides information, he's never up front for real. That's why he said if you have eyes and ears to hear and see, we have to start hearing and seeing. Um, H4135 is um, to, to blunt, to destroy, to circumcise. The circumcision process again for a man was held on the eighth day. It is believed that it is symbolical circumcision of the heart through Christ and letting in his spirit. Not his spirit, but God's spirit. It never says, and I'm glad God pointed that out. When you read about Christ, it never says his spirit. It says the Holy Spirit. So who is the Holy Spirit? Why, brothers and sisters, it's the spirit of God that dwelled in Yahusha Hamashiach, just like it dwells in us, just like it dwelt in John and Peter and the apostles. So after the process of circumcision, the people who are in Christ experience renovation, symbolical rebirth, and finding of God. Jubilees 15, 11 through 15 states, And the Lord said unto Abraham, As for thee, do thou keep my covenant, thou and thy seed after thee, and circumcise you every male among you. And circumcise your foreskins, and it shall be a token of an eternal covenant between me and you. And the child on the eighth day ye shall circumcise every male throughout your generations, him that is born in the house, or whom you have bought with money from any stranger, whom you have acquired, whom is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house shall surely be circumcised, and those whom thou hast bought with money shall be circumcised and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an eternal ordinance and the uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin on the eighth day that soul shall be cut off from his people for he has broken my covenant and God said unto Abraham as for sorry thy wife her name shall no more be Sarah but Sarah shall her name be or Sariah, I am, again, not eloquent in Hebrew, so I apologize. But anyway, the point of 
The circumcision is, again, to circumcise yourself to who? The Lord God Almighty, Abba, Yah, Allah, or God. Men, anyway, however, um, is to be circumcised. And the purpose of circumcision was and is um, the way for men. But I meant the purpose of baptism excuse me, is so that all men and women who call upon the name of the Lord God Almighty can be saved. And that's why Jesus means Yah is salvation. So if you seal your prayers and say, Abba Yah, blah, 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 pour your heart out like I do all the time, and Yahusha HaMashiach, because what you're saying is, Yah is salvation, so be it. And that's how you pray. So how can you be saved if you don't know the Lord God Almighty's name? Or if you can't come to Him on your own? The answer is you cannot without the help of the Lord God Almighty. So in order to know His name, you need to know the true word of Yah. I come in my Father's name. John 5.43, because you need to know Yahusha's name and how he got it first. The true word of Yah, what is in a name? The study of El. The true word of Yah, return of the Lord God Almighty, El Elyon, which we'll talk about the times that we are in now. The true word of Yah, what is baptism? Origins of baptism and truth in real baptism. When I mop the floor at my lovely Palestinian man's um, store. He always tells me it feels like I baptize the place in which I do because I always pray over the store because I do not and cannot have negative energy around me. The Lord God Almighty commanded Abraham and all eight of his sons to not. He said, do not. Again, he said, do not deviate. From the right hand or the left of all the paths the Lord has commanded. So, okay, we come back to my name. My middle name in Hebrew is Marie and means wished for child, stubborn, rebellious, bitter. And this is why I harbored so much of a deep root of bitterness after all the trials and tribulations I faced. I had to grow my inner child and we will talk about that later and how to do so in other sermons on attitudes but once you know I did all that OMG this sermon this one on Abraham and his eight sons and grandsons was born so I talked to you about what the cross meant we're going to revisit that the Acts of John states the cross of light is sometimes called the word by me for your sakes Sometimes mind, sometimes Jesus, sometimes Christ, sometimes door. The Lord God had to open my mind so he could open the door to him. Sometimes a way, sometimes bread, sometimes seed, sometimes resurrection. Sometimes son, sometimes father, and sometimes spirit. Sometimes life, sometimes truth, sometimes faith, sometimes grace. And by these names it is called as towards men, but that which is in truth as conceived of in itself and as spoken of unto you. It is the marking off of all things. 
and the firm uplifting of things fixed out of things unstable, and the harmony of wisdom, and indeed wisdom in harmony. There are of the right hand and the left powers also, authorities, lordships, and demons, workings, threatenings, wraths, devils, Massima, Gadriel, and the lower root, whence the nature of the things that came into being proceeded. So to read more about that or to listen, go to True Word of Yah, What is the Cross? The Lord God Almighty showed me that the world is indeed upside down, so the Acts of Peter chapter 38 tells us what happened and why he was hung upside down. And when they had hanged him up after the manner he desired, he began to say, You men don't understand. Hearken to that which I shall declare unto you at this time, as I hang here. Learn the mystery of all nature in the beginning of all things, what it was. For the first man whose race I bear in my appearance, or of the race of whom I bear the likeness, fell or was born, head downwards, and showed forth a manner of birth, such as was not heretofore, for it was dead, having no motion. He then, being pulled down, also cast his first estate down upon the earth, established this whole disposition of all things, being hanged up an image of creation. He's talking about Gabriel here. Wherein he made the things of the right hand unto the left hand, and the left hand unto the right hand, and changed about all the marks of their nature, so that he thought those things that were not fair to be fair, and those that were in truth evil to be good. Concerning which the Lord saith in a mystery, unless you make the things of the right hand as those of the left, and those of the left as those of the right, and those that are above as those below, and those that are behind as those that are before, you shall not have knowledge of the kingdom of heaven. To read more about that, go to Reality and Education, St. Peter's Basilica, your turning of things upside down. That's also published and has been. For when the Lord God showed me the serpent in the basilica, and it's shaped like a serpent. My eyes began to open and he started teaching me more. God told Abraham all eight of his sons and his grandsons to keep away from all fornication and uncleanness. Fornication in Hebrew is 2181 and it means usually of the female unless often of simple fornication and rarely of involuntary ravishment. It means to commit idolatry, and it states the Jewish people being regarded as the spouse of Yahuwah, but has committed fornication and went whoring and is a harlot. But what does involuntary ravishment mean? In order to understand my true calling, the sermon had to take place, for I have the sight of the serpent seed. What does involuntary mean? So we're going to look at involuntary. Again, this was a general Google search, and it means done without will or conscious control. 
The Lord God Almighty showed me Ephesians 6.12 where it states, We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities, rulers, and wickedness in dark places. <clears throat> the word principality means angel, demon, spirit. When we're raped, it's without will, especially when we're seven and eight. When we're being beaten, it's without will. And all violence, because God is not violent, but the demons are, and they want you to believe God is a God of hate when he is not. He never said anything like that. He even repents of the things that he does in order to punish us. Like that's a father. And voluntary also means done against someone's will. Compulsory. Again, child molesters, robbers, murderers, abusers. But the definition says rarely involuntary ravishment. But as we have learned so much occurs when our children are molested and sodomized, that this world has fallen victim to molestation, rape, sex trafficking, child abductions, and mental abuse, and neglect. And then we're supposed to let those broken souls become adults and expect the world to get better. We can't do that when a whole generation is lost. Ravishment means noun, rapture, or ecstasy, a violent removal. Those who are waiting for a rapture, you are going to be raptured, but it's not going to be the rapture in which the movies in Hollywood are telling you. My daughters and I were molested and sodomized. I was molested and raped. Men have tried to sell me for sex. Not once, not twice, but three times. And I had to deny that three times. And have held me prisoner in my mind playing head games, requesting videos of me with other men so they could watch. Or just videos and photos in general to make me feel dirty. I've been beaten to the point I lost my hearing. And I never volunteered and said, please, you know, rape me and abuse me. So for more information on that, please read True Word of Yah, meaning of woman, fornication, and touch. That's Genesis 3 and 4. True Word of Yah and society, pedophilia, calling evil good and good evil, Jubilees and Yasher. The True Word of Yah, who is the snake in Eden. Lesson on Genesis 3, Yasher 1. Enoch 69, and Jubilees. Reality and society, parents who drug their children, and children using drugs. Society raising children in the true word of Yah, why building a spiritual foundation is so important, and then education and true word of Yah, the history of Mardi Gras, keeping the idol worship of the calf alive. Number seven is renounce all fornication and uncleanliness. And that is what Father Abraham, who had eight sons, told his many grandsons. Everyone of Yah's chosen has the ability to choose. Those of us who follow and glorify Abba Yah know that we must be of sound mind. 
which does get tested. I just came out of the furnace. The stronger the mind, the harder the test. The harder the test, the more likely we are to slip back into infirmity. When we cannot handle the physical realm, we must rely on the Lord God Almighty and Yahushua HaMashiach to pull us through. By keeping our faith and our minds on the prize, which is eternal life, we can overcome anything. We may fail at times, but we must never let the world drag us back into infirmity. Luke 13, 11 through 13 states, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and was bowed together and could not no wise lift her own self up. And when Yahushua HaMashiach saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now the Oxford Dictionary, which was important, God said, defines infirmity as mental weakness. Synonyms for infirmity mean frailty, weakness, feebleness, delicacy, fragility. Strong's Greek defines infirmity as feebleness of mind or body. Gabriel is said to bind women bent over by means of a demon as his messenger, taking possession of the woman and preventing her from standing upright. That means to bind, put under obligation of the law, duty, etc. And that law is the law of sin and death. It means to forbid, profit, declare to be illicit. Satan declares illicit things. When Satan is in you, you are prohibited to walk and be near those who are trying to save you. Physical manifestations from the spirit of infirmity include depression, blood disorders, bent body, spine, cancer, mental illness, mental confusion, anxiety, fatigue, back pain problems, female reproductive problems, and oppression. For more information, please read Attitudes and True Words of Yah, the Unclean Spirit of Infirmity, Luke chapter 13, 11 through 13, and verse 16. To discern spirits is a supernatural ability by Abba's own Holy Spirit, no one else's, only his, that allows a person to determine the source of a spiritual manifestation, whether it emanates from God or the devil, a.k.a. Gadriel, or the world, or man. If we have this gift, God will reveal information about the presence or absence of spiritual entities. Usually people regard this gift as useful to detect evil spiritual forces or influences. It can also detect the presence or absence of angelic intervention or the prompts of God's Holy Spirit working within us. When I turned mercy over to the Department of Health and OSHA, Brothers and sisters, I knew there was going to be a demonic repercussion, and I just experienced that. And for the first time, the people I love and care about actually witnessed this too, and I've never had people in my spiritual war before, but I was surrounded by lions, and I'm still surrounded by lions, and I love my Palestinian lion so much. So we are called to discern unclean spirits. To read more about that, please read. True word of Yah, where do demons and aliens come from? As you can see, Abraham instructed all his children to follow Abba Yah as he was taught by Abba Yah himself.
Are you going to continue to defy our creator by believing in the serpent seed lies? Please do not follow the ways of this world anymore. Who do you think taught me this? I did not teach this myself, as I've always said. Remember, Father Abraham had eight sons and many grandsons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise Allah. As always, it's never goodbye, but I'll see you later.